The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we are. It is another Manic Monday edition of Mix Shots. I am in my own SWBC podcast studio. And Mickey Spagnola and Everson Walsh joining you live from the Star in Frisco in the official SWBC podcast studio. Hello, gentlemen. How are you on this fine Monday? I'm doing fine, Bill. I'm, I'm not mailing it in like you. You're just kind of mailing it in today, huh? That's okay. <laughs> you know, we all had to come into work. How about that, Spag? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it feels like we, it's been a year since we talked. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's been. We've had a little holiday weekend. There's a lot that has transpired in the world of sports, but uh, off the top, we should talk about what's transpiring with your Dallas Cowboys. And, uh, Mickey, that is uh, one of the reasons I'm doing this show from home today is uh, the news of the day here there at the Star in Frisco. Hmm. With, uh, what are we talking about here? With Mike McCarthy testing positive for COVID and having to stay away from the team and will not coach the team this week nor on Thursday. Uh, and I understand you might have done an interview with him on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. We taped the uh, coaches show on Friday, which aired on Saturday night on CBS 11. And uh, still plugging. Since we uh, <laughs> since that was three days ago, and the coach tested positive this morning, we thought it would be best if uh, if I did this show uh, virtually. Uh, in fact, I went down to get a rapid test, and they advised me, you know what? It, uh, even if uh, it came back negative today. It, there's a five to six day period after an exposure before it would show up as positive. So we just we made the executive decision uh, not to put uh, either you, Mickey, or you, Everson, at risk. And I would just do it virtually today, which is basically what the team is doing. And, that, and that's why they're having the virtual meetings this week is uh, to try to uh, not have as many exposures. They can still work out outdoors on the field, though. Yes. Yeah, they, they're working out right now. They're out there yeah. practicing now. Um, and you're right, they're doing all their meetings virtually. And really the only thing they're doing in person is uh, the practice, uh, which, again, it's going on now. And it's, uh, it's not just uh, Mike McCarthy. Uh, we found out last week that Joe Philbin uh, had tested positive, the offensive line coach, so he missed the game uh, on Thanksgiving. Now his offensive line assistant, Jeff Blasco, uh, is out. So the two offensive line coaches are out. So is offensive assistant uh, Scott Tolzien. Uh, and the newest player to go on the COVID reserve lifts is Terrence Steele, who I guess we can call the starting right tackle since he started this last game mm -hmm. uh, at right tackle. And also the entire strength and conditioning staff got wiped out. Uh, we knew last week about Cedric Smith. Now Kendall Smith, the assistant, and Harold Nash, the strength and conditioning coordinator. Uh, all three guys are on the COVID list 
Uh, two of them likely missed the game. Cedric Smith might be back in time uh, to be able to make the trip to uh, New Orleans. So, yes, the Cowboys have had a breakout here. Um, outbreak. Outbreak, breakout. <laughs> well, the They're COVID, trying to break the out. COVID, Bill broke out. Bill, you broke out. But, yeah, everybody else COVID is still broke here. out, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so that's going to um, affect them going forward for the game. You won't have your two offensive line coaches, your head coach, uh, and two of your three strength and conditioning coaches there, along with Terrence Steele at this point, right? Uh, because they're all testing daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who knows what happens between now and uh, we, Thursday you, night. You, you got to know it's going to be more. You know, I mean, just like in Green Bay, you knew it was going to be more by the time the game started. I think it's going to be more. And, and by the way, Bill, I got to tell you, there was an anonymous call made to make sure that you went and got tested. Now, it it didn't come from my wife, okay? If somebody there's a rumor that it was from her, <laughs> it was not from her. So, you know, that that anonymous call, just ignore that, okay? <laughs> and and as and speaking of a COVID update. Uh, the Cowboys didn't activate uh, Amari Cooper off the COVID list yet, uh, so uh, didn't look like he was going to be able to practice. Otherwise, they would have announced that he had been taken off the, the COVID list. Why do you think that is? Uh, you know, when Mike McCarthy answered the question, it, it was like we have to check on his conditioning. So I think they wanted to make sure he was physically able to do everything after missing it, his 10 days, I think, were up today. You know, it's funny. We, we, we worry yeah. about the, the disease itself. We worry about the virus itself and what it does to the team. But when you think of the individual, and, you know, of course, we got people here that can speak directly on that, uh, it's not just like you just come back and you're ready to go. You know what I mean? I'm done. You know, drank some tea and I'm good. I mean, it, it may have a lasting effect on his conditioning and, and not just his conditioning, but just his health overall. Yeah. So uh, we'll see where that one goes. Um, also, you know, the strange thing was, you guys, that uh, – and I don't know if his test hadn't come back yet, the results, or hadn't taken it yet. But Mike McCarthy uh, had moved his Friday segment on 105.3 The Fan to Monday. So he did his segment this morning at 6.30. And uh, uh, somebody asked, they, I think the first question they asked him, you know, how are you doing after the weekend? He goes, I'm doing well. Uh, and I don't know if he had gotten his results back yet because at some point in the interview he said, personally, I've moved into the hotel the last couple days. So meaning to try to stay safe, be isolate right from – Yeah, isolate yeah. Mm-hmm. that he, he moved into uh, – This is crazy, man. Yeah, into <laughs> the hotel. <laughs> uh, and, and he basically said, uh, you know, there was no new uh, – no new positive tests because the other test that I told you about happened yesterday. Gotcha. So, but that was 6.30 in the morning. So He probably got his test like, like us right after the show, right after his press conference, then the, the, the results probably came. Yeah, out. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he probably – go ahead, Mickey. I was just going to say the, the other thing, uh, you know, that uh, they uh, he mentioned was – 
he was talking about you know where they are that they got to keep their eye on the ball uh, have to keep your eye on the target after losing three of their next four and basically not worrying about the big picture he said uh, we're about winning the eighth game and that's kind of the way you look at it and they he got asked something else about that and he said you just got to we just got more moving parts because of COVID. So I'm thinking he didn't know that he was going to test positive uh, when he said something like that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, the other thing that's good about that, Mickey, the other thing that's good about that, if he if, obviously then he didn't have any symptoms this morning at 6:30. Right. Uh, and and so so that's that's the really good thing that it, perhaps with him it just came back as a positive test. And without any symptoms, and hopefully he'll be able to stay symptom-free. And um, you know, the, I think as a vaccinated person, he then would have to have two um, negative tests within a 24-hour time period. But he has been ruled out to coach Thursday night because it's too just just too close to game time. And um, so, if it was a Sunday game, the then the he would have made it. Yeah, and I guess the the. I mean, he could have with two negative tests. Yeah, and we thought yeah, this with was two a, negative tests in a, over twenty four. We thought this was a bad thing because they didn't get the ten days after Thanksgiving. They had to play the next Thursday, but because they're playing the next Thursday, then they got ten days. So a bunch of this, you would hope, if everybody's good, will clear up before they have to play the next game uh, at Washington. I think that's right. Um, yep, it's at Washington. So that's kind uh, of a blessing. So, yeah. And even just myself, just having gone down to a to a clinic just to to get my test, and and the, the nurse there basically told me that there's no no reason I should it could come back negative today since my exposure was on Friday. Uh, you're supposed to allow five to six days uh, before it could be it could come back positive so it could I could come back with a negative test today and still test positive on uh, Wednesday or Thursday Mm -hmm. five or six days after my exposure with coach and so that's what the the Cowboys as a team and any NFL team that has any of these cases they're dealing with and why the Cowboys went virtual with their with their meetings this week is to limit the exposure uh, in those confined areas where you're doing what you can as far as wearing masks and social distancing, but you are indoors in meeting areas where you don't have the same kind of ventilation as you do out on the practice field. And uh, that's where uh, the spread can occur. Uh, and so, and which is why we're doing what we're doing on this show right now, making sure since I was around the coach on Friday that uh, we're not uh, doing any, we're trying to, trying to be as safe as we can right now, and that's what the team is doing right now. And to your point, Mickey, it may not be until after this game in New Orleans where everyone is away from everybody for a three-day, three, maybe even a four-day weekend. They probably will give them off. They, they could give them five days off and, and come back to work Wednesday of next week before the Washington game, keep it all virtual before then, just to clear it out of the building and make sure everybody is, is healthy going forward. I wonder what they do after practice. Go home and take a shower. I mean, do you go home? <laughs> do you go. Is, <laughs> is everyone going to a hotel or get them in a hotel room? Yeah. And I, I think the thing like about go this, back like, to last year, right? Yeah, but when you look at this, um, you, is it? It will save some people, help some people going forward in regards to the virtual meetings and things of that nature. But 
it's not going to help those that have already may have already been exposed. So, like you said, Bill, it will it will it will keep us out of trouble in in in, in future circumstances. But for some, it may be too late for some others, and I have a feeling that we're gonna we're gonna find out that it is too late for some people, and they may. Oh God, I'm hoping it's not any key what? people, key players. Yeah, I mean that's why they're they're doing what they can to to stay away from each other during their meetings and so forth. But and that's also why they are testing uh, every single day to make sure that uh, if there are exposures, they're dealing with it as quickly as they can. And they were going to have to test every day anyway with the new uh, NFL protocols uh, that started the day after Thanksgiving. So uh, that's what they were worried about. Um, you know, people being exposed to family and friends over the holidays. So uh, that will continue. I think it might even step up a little bit because this whole scare of the, the new variant, uh, even though we don't think it's here yet, you got to know it's coming. So anything that affects the, 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 the country is going to affect the NFL. So things may get a little even more stringent around here. So there's your COVID okay, so Mickey, update. They're out on the practice field. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> but they're out on the practice field now, right? And so, what is the schedule the rest of the day as far as uh, the virtual meetings with the media? And uh, when do we find out uh, for sure who's going to be the head, the interim head coach of this team? Yeah, we don't have anything scheduled with uh, any member of the coaching staff or. Uh, the organization. I guess Jerry will do his uh, update uh, on 105.3 The Fan at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Um, but uh, we're supposed to get uh, virtual uh, call-in interviews with players after practice, uh, similar to what they did yesterday. I think it was Zach Martin, Ezekiel Elliott, and, and Micah Parsons. Uh, so there should be at least three more guys uh, that will be a WebEx uh, interview taking place. Uh, I think it said like 140 today. Uh, but that's all that uh, we have scheduled from, um, you know, uh, there, there is going to be a pool report coming out soon from practice. Uh, a couple of the guys from our uh, DallasCowboys.com staff uh, were allowed to go to practice and uh, they're going to uh, write a report on what they've seen so far uh, today, or at least the portion they got to watch uh, stretch as we normally do, position drills, individual drills, and then they were dismissed. What about the, um, All right, so the coaching uh, positions, Bill? Uh, you have some coaches that like to be up in the booth. You have some coaches like to be down in the field. That's how they do their best work. And to me, I'm looking at Dan Quinn, you know, being the, the guy that takes over, and it, it may not be so, but if, I'm, if I was going to guess, it'd be Dan Quinn taking over because he has had uh, head coaching experience, of course. But I don't know where Dan is uh, positioned during the game, is he? And see, if you're a defensive coordinator, you want to be – you, you kind of want to be where you are. You know, you don't want to change anything. But if, if Dan Quinn is considered the, the interim at this point, would he have to move, come down to the field, or could he be a head coach up in the booth? So here's what they're doing uh, on the offensive line uh, to replace the two guys that are the offensive line coaches. Uh, they have 
a couple guys that have some offensive line experience. Uh, first, uh, Ben McAdoo, who is the consultant. Uh, he was originally, uh, when he started coaching, an offensive line coach, then became a coordinator, then became the head coach with the Giants. Uh, so he, uh, and Mike talked about this on Sunday, saying that he would be uh, involved with the, with the offensive line along with uh, quality control coach uh, Chase Hazlitt. Um, he's had a little bit of, of uh, experience with offensive line. And also the tight ends coach, Lunda Wells, uh, for four, five years as an assistant with the Giants, he worked with the offensive. He wasn't the offensive line coach. He was the offensive line assistant. Uh, and so uh, he was expected also to work with uh, the, the offensive line. So that's how they're kind of taking care of that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that teams have done when they've been in this situation, and, and all I can say is uh, most recently with the Raiders, a lot of times the special teams coach, because he coaches everybody, ends up being kind of the guy in charge. Now, I don't know if he has to be the guy uh, that decides uh, on fourth and two, are we going for it or are we punting? Hmm. Uh, but you're right what you said. Uh, Dan, I think Dan Quinn and McAdoo are the only guys on the staff that have been head coaches at some point in their career. Fossil, Fossil has been an interim before. I'm pretty sure Fossil oh, has oh, been Oh, that's right. He was an interim. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. when they did that. So that could be. Uh, and then if they want Dan Quinn to be down on the field, uh, uh, the other guy that has experience as a defensive coordinator is George Edwards. Um, so, you know, they could. And, and remember uh, what they did in training camp when Dan Quinn was out, uh, Joe Witt took his place as the defensive coordinator, actually called the plays during the game. Um, so, and then Doug Nussmeyer, remember they kind of rotated that one game. Kellen Moore didn't call the plays. Nussmeyer did. And McCarthy had said, um, and I can't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday, that, you know, they, they've gone through this last year, like on who would take over uh, in case something happened to him. So there was a previous plan in place. It's funny. I didn't know about the special teams, how prevalent that was. Uh, I'm not sure if the Cardinals did that, though. Uh, when what they did when Kingsbury, when Kingsbury was out. Right. But, you know. Do Rich, you remember who was on the sideline there? I do not. Rich Passaccia took over the Raiders. Mm -hmm. But, no, he had been the Cowboys assistant head coach uh, when he was here before uh, he went to uh, the Raiders. So, that was kind of the natural transition, and I've seen that happen before. Believe it or not, Grambling, they fired their coach, and they had to play the Bayou Classic this weekend. They won the game, but the replacement <laughs> was, was that a reflection of the move? Well, no, uh, it was a special teams coach. Special teams stepped coach. in. Yeah, he happened to be a former Jaguar, Southern Jaguar, but the special teams coach stepped in, and I never really yeah. looked at it from that standpoint until you guys said something. And what the uh – what the Cardinals did was uh, in Kingsbury's place when he missed the game earlier this season with COVID, 
uh, defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, who obviously was a former head coach with the Broncos, and assistant head coach, special teams coordinator Jeff Rogers, split the head coaching responsibilities with other assistants filling duties. So I don't know on the sideline <laughs> who it was that was. Uh, Sound like by committee. Call. Sound like by committee, Bill. Who, who made the call on fourth and two? <laughs> yeah. And I, as I recall it, it worked out pretty well. Yeah, they won the game. They so, won the game. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, all right, we're just getting started on this edition of Mix Shot. So much to get you up to speed on with what's going on with this team as they get set for a game. Just a few days away on Thursday night in New Orleans. Mix Shots continues in a moment. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero, guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, to mixed shots. Give the gift of Cowboys this season with a Dallas Cowboys United membership presented by Globe Life. It's the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Members should start at just 20 bucks and include an exclusive fan pack and VIP member experiences. Tis the season. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United to get yours today. Tis the season. All right, uh, and uh, make sure you head out to the Star in Frisco. I was out there uh, over the weekend. It's a, a great uh, place to bring the whole family uh, to enjoy what's going on uh, from a Christmas standpoint with Santa there on Friday and Saturday. Here's the breaking news from the Star in Frisco, uh, Mickey and Everson, as Dak Prescott is talking to the media, reports on Twitter, just uh, within the last couple of minutes. 
Dak says that uh, Coach McCarthy notified the players of his positive COVID test at the end of their virtual team meeting today. Prescott says the message was just continue on. Obviously, we'll miss Coach, but his health is first and foremost important. So that makes me wonder if McCarthy himself got notification of the positive test during the team meeting and then notified the team at the end of the virtual team meeting today. Because if you would have done that from the start, right, if you knew, (laughs) it seems like anyway. That's right, yeah. You don't want to bury the lead. Yeah. Well, good. Good update there, Bill. Thank you, William. All right. I've got another more breaking news just just in from the New Orleans Saints camp. They are going to have a new quarterback on Thursday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback for the Saints Uh against the Cowboys, not Trevor Simeon. You know, Taysom Hill, is. I think he's really the fan favorite uh, to 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 play quarterback for the for the New Orleans Saints, I think that might get them a little more fired up, and that's the last thing we need in the Superdome <laughs> is for fans to get more more, more fired up about this thing. <laughs> Mickey, do you have any reaction to that breaking news out of New Orleans? Yeah, I'd rather Simeon be their head coach. I mean, their quarterback. Excuse me, I said mm-hmm. head coach. <laughs> You'd rather he be their head coach too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you could, <laughs> you know. But when you look at this, when you look at this last game, it didn't matter what was uh, whether the the uh, Raiders were sufficient or insufficient. We seem to fall right into it. You know, as we get to how we did doing this game, I thought that our team speed would be, uh, uh, you know, it would be good for us. It turned out that, you know, we couldn't keep up. You know, we knew they were going deep. We knew they had Deshaun Jackson. We knew what he was going to do. He was going to be the replacement for Ruggs, and that was unfortunate what happened with him. But we knew that he was going to be that guy that was going to go deep. He was going to be going deep across the field. And when you look at how our secondary played, it was awful. And when I say awful, I get it. 1981, we made we gave up a bunch of plays. But we made a bunch of plays. So if you're going to give up, 130-plus yards to Renfro. If you're going to give up, God, I don't know how many yards to Deshaun Jackson, you might as well get some picks. Oh, see that? Thank you, Spack. You might as well get some picks while you're at it. You know, to me, we look like we took a bad step backwards uh, defensively. Our secondary, I liked our front seven, uh, except for how we played against the run. But our secondary... We just seem to be clueless as if we didn't know that the Raiders go deep. They've been going deep ever since, oh, my God, ever ever since Tom Flores, Cliff ever Branch. since Blanda. I mean, come on, these are just the quarterbacks. Uh, Warren Wells, I mean, we got too many of them that we can think of that is all about speed. And I thought, and when we did our pick to click, that the speed would be uh, to our benefit, and it was not. Well, they made their bet on getting to Derek Carr. They uh, many times overloaded the front to go after him, and they didn't get to him enough. I know they got three sacks. That's great. 
but there was too many times on them deep passes. I mean, the first All one the time in the to world. Deshaun Jackson, he started on the right side <laughs> of the formation, ended up on the left sideline. No, yes, left sideline. Sideline. Outside the numbers. And that's yes. when he caught the ball. <laughs> that's right. And then he ran the rest of the way. That's right. So that means you had the time of day in the pocket, and far too many times uh, that's what happened. And if you're going to play single safety high, you better get to him, right? You better get to the quarterback, and they just didn't affect him near enough, which allows those deep passes, uh, and your guys have have to cover uh, all day long back there, and it sure didn't work. And, 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 and see, everybody forgets. He threw for 373 yards, 373, uh, and, and they ended up, with 509 yards. Yes, they did. 509 yards total offense. And now, wait for this. They added another 166 <laughs> in penalties. Penalties, yes. <laughs> That's 175 yards. Five, 675. I can't even say it. It's so much. Hey, hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing, Bill. We had, we played the Raiders game. That's their game. A bunch of penalties because we had, what, 11? They, no, they had, each team had 14. 14. That is the kind of game that the Raiders want to play. Matter and of that's fact, how they thrive when they play during the season. They, they, they lull you in to playing their type of game. 166 yards in penalties was a franchise single-game record that you don't want. Hey, Bill, and Connor Williams is like, okay, what's mm-hmm. up? <laughs> <laughs> Who's li- I'm not out there. You can't blame me. So, And since we're going down this rabbit hole, <laughs> I brought my white hat with me, but I left it in the car oh, man. because I figured the COVID, <laughs> the COVID thing would override everything else we talked about. But the hat was ready to go. I've never seen more ticky-tack fouls in my entire existence Mm -hmm. not football life existence right my comment in in my column on friday was 28 penalties they made six flags over texas look puny (laughs) that's funny i like that space goodness gracious six flags over texas and, and to go and decide the game in overtime on an underthrown ball once again, they need to do something about that, that call. That was shady. That right? was shady. That underthrown, was a shady call. Underthrown call where the receiver comes back and jumps over the DB's back and, and his grabs hands are him. up. Yes, his hands. He are didn't up. touch. He him. didn't touch him. The contact was made by the receiver, and you let that decide the game. Here's my other research. Last year, Hockley's crew finished third most in penalties. And this year, right now, going into Sunday, they were number one in penalties and penalty yards. Well, you got to strive for the best, man. I mean, you can't just be number three. Yeah, Yeah, you got to go for the best. So they had a history of throwing flags. McCarthy said it after the game, talked about. 
you know, you prepare for different crews, what they emphasize, what they don't. And we knew that this was going to be that type of game I, I, with never, this crew. That's so funny. I, all the times I played, I always knew about a couple of uh, um, uh, referees. One of them, we called him Big Al. Big Al was always behind me. He was always throwing flags on me. We had this little thing going. But as far as the entire crew was concerned, I don't think I've ever heard coaches prepare for certain crews before. It's just funny how things have gotten so complicated. Oh, they've, 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 they've analyzed it to the point where here's what they call most. Mm. Here's what they call least. But they don't tell the players that, do they? That. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like and, – and, and one of the interference calls on – on Anthony Brown should have been a hold because the flag it, it occurred way up the field, right? So they let the flag. I recall that. You, where they, was the flag? They thrown? didn't call pushing. They right. called passing the right. And and yes. and it happened at the spot. At the spot. Yes. Not where they threw the flag for the for it the It should have penalty. been just a five-yard first. And down. they've done this so many times. It's like they let the play pan out. And then here comes the flag. <laughs> right. It's like, so That's if he caught time. it, maybe I second won't time. throw the flag. They right? did it last week, too. They did Golly. it last week. Golly. It's just. Uh, uh, and the other thing I wrote after the game, and look, I understand there were penalties, right? But there were a couple of ticky-tack ones. But the last one, I believe it was 524 left in overtime. I would have been thrown out of the game yeah. if I was the head coach. Right. They would have taken me off on a stretch. Well, he was trying. Right? McCarthy was trying. He was doing his I best. I would have been fine, probably suspended. The game would not have started right away after that call. You know McCarthy's not going to do that. Well, That's you, man. I know. <laughs> That's just you. Hard-headed me. <laughs> but at some point, you got to make a stand. You can't put up with that. Well, he did, I, I certainly saw him well, going at the referee. Go ahead, Bill. Yes, and, and uh, a little birdie told me uh, that – Okay, on that last play, that last call you're talking about, you know the official who made that call? Uh, he was the same official who tripped who tripped over the pylon right. on the I saw that. kickoff return <laughs> by Tony Pollard. Right. There, uh, he may not have been in position to make that call. <laughs> and had he been in position to make that call, there was – if you were watching me right now, there was like this much space between Anthony Brown and the receiver yeah. when that call was made. Yeah. And you had to be in a position to be able to see the space that was in between Anthony Brown and that receiver. So you're and by the way, uh, Mickey, you know that uh, Sean Oakley's father uh, is rather famous uh, <laughs> and uh, retired uh, referee. I would think that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and I would think that uh, this referee was uh, had full knowledge that this might be the most watched game, most watched regular season game in National Football League history uh, in the last 31 years, which it was. They had more viewers than any NFL regular season game, according to CBS, than any regular season game that since 1990. Amazing. That is freaking so, Thinking about that, there might have been more shots of Sean Hockley than there was of Dak Prescott in the game. Was it really? You think so? That's right. He got there 28. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait. 30. That's a lot of airtime. No, wait. 31, because I think three of them got uh, declined. 
right? Golly. And there was, and there would have been more <laughs> yards if it wasn't for the offsetting penalties on the two guys they threw out, which Kelvin Joseph did nothing. He they got tangled up, uh, and the guy threw him to the ground. He sure did. He threw, almost threw him to the wall. And, uh, and they didn't see anything. Because they couldn't. There was too many people too much going around on. There, and right? you can't make that decision without going to New York for that. Right. You know, and they, that, that's looking at it way too fast. Oh, uh, well. I'll okay. All right. We I've, still got I've more said time my to piece. here on big shots. <laughs> All right. You really needed to wear your cap today. I know. Really I should have. Yeah. People were asking me on Twitter, is Mickey going to wear his referee's cap on Monday? Well, it's out in the, the, it's out out in the car. He, he wasn't committed, Bill. Okay. <laughs> All right. We continue with more mix shots in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back, 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 to Mick Shots. Registration for holiday youth camps is, camps is now open. Don't miss the Dallas Cowboys Football Academy and Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders Dance Academy camps on December 21st at the Star in Frisco and the 22nd at AT&T Stadium. Space is limited, so register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy. Yeah. You are flawless these days, man. And we have more breaking news from the star in Frisco. As we speak, C.D. Lamb talking to the media, and he has confirmed Mickey Spagnola and Everson Walls that he will play Thursday night at the New Orleans Saints, adding he didn't clear protocol until after last Thursday's game, which we already knew. Mm-hmm. Going through the protocol, it was tough. I feel a lot better now, says C.D. Lamb. Mickey? 
Well, now, uh, if they can just get uh, Amari Cooper uh, off of reserve COVID, that didn't happen today, so I'm assuming uh, he didn't practice. Uh, and, you know, hopefully they don't have any more, but they get their top three wide receivers out there. Maybe Dak Prescott can put the team on his back, okay? <laughs> You know, I gotta say, okay, Nikki, you had something. Uh, I ahead, do Harrison. one more, one more thing on on the penalties. So I think we're heading into Week 13. After Cowboys have played 11 games, they lead the league right now with 91 penalties. Ooh, second, oh my God. second by All the Raiders. No surprise, <laughs> the Raiders come in with 89. And third, after they've played 12 games, Carolina has 88. Hmm. Cleveland's played 12 games. They have 85. The Chargers in Philly are tied with 80. And how about this? When it comes to uh, holding penalties, offensive holding penalties, the Cowboys have 19. Only the Vikings have more than with 20. Carolina, 19. The Raiders with 18. And guess who leads the league with unnecessary roughing calls? Your Dallas Cowboys with nine. A bunch of bullies. <laughs> That's crazy, man. We've never been in that position no. before. I have never known Because they haven't Cowboys gotten close to enough that. to the quarterback to rough them. <laughs> but even with the penalties leading the league, we have. I don't think the Cowboys have ever led the league in penalties before in the history of the NFL. Well, as they say in these parts, they're fixing to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you. All right. All right the, uh, we have uh, an NFC East team in action tonight uh, as the Washington football team is playing host to the Seattle Seahawks tonight. As I check the standings, the Cowboys starting uh, tonight at 7-4. The Cowboys getting good news yesterday as the Eagles lost to the Giants. Eagles 5-7. The football team is 4-6 going into uh, tonight's game against Seattle while the Giants are at 4-7. Well... And having said that, when you look at the standings, only one team has more than two, uh, or I should say less than two losses than the Cowboys. Arizona at nine and two. Mm -hmm. Green Bay, nine and three. Tampa Bay, eight and three. And now the Rams and the Cowboys check in at seven and four. So again, if you just right the ship and get out of this losing three games in the last four, you're still in pretty good shape. And after watching games over the weekend, yesterday, including the Eagles, the Eagles, look, <laughs> did, did anybody watch Jalen Hurts play yesterday, I saw by the way? I saw him yesterday, yeah. Oh, my Lord. I've seen him a lot. That... They're not going to win with him consistently throwing the ball like that. They scored seven points against the Giants. Oh, and by the way, the Giants changing offensive coordinators made a huge difference. They, yeah, did. they checked in with 13 points. I think the game was 3 nothing in the third quarter, if I remember correctly. And, and, and Jason, I'm sorry, he, he's uh, probably toasting somebody. Somewhere like, see, I told you. They yeah, still that suck. that changed they everything. Still suck. Thirteen <laughs> points. 
But I gotta say, I mean, you know, you know, I mean, I'm a, I, I've always been a, a, a Jalen Hurts defender in some ways because I just think he's way talented than what he's playing. And then you look at this team itself. They've always had the ability somehow to just keep winning ugly. They still had several chances to win that doggone game. No, they did. Oh, my God. Wide receivers are just dropping passes all over the place. Despite the interceptions. Yeah, they got three. Three interceptions, man. That was ridiculous. But then you still come back. Okay, forget about the three picks. Let's go ahead and try to win this game. All right, we put this in your hands. He actually did. A good job in the fourth quarter at keeping them alive. They one pl- one ball went right through Greg Ward's hands. That was a perfect pass. He laid out, missed it, and you saw the other two just ridiculous misses, especially the last one. Come on, man, that's fourth down. I mean, he he laid it out there almost like a, a, a three pointer, like Curry. He left it out there when they say leave it. He left it out there, the, the form, and the guy jumps up. He hit the freaking one-yard line, and you just drop it. Nobody even touched you. I mean, so you got to watch out for teams like that because once they realize how much they suck, they might get better. You got to be careful, guys. I'm telling you, you got to be careful. And, and I'll tell you what, I may get blistered for this, but I think the luckiest quarterback out there in the league right now, some guy in Baltimore. No man. Golly, oh are you committed? Are you, on, are you kidding me? Come on. Man. And and the announcers at the game were acting like, oh, it's Lamar time. Yeah, he threw the ball <laughs> up for grabs and it came down. Talk about two oh, hail marys man. at the end. And that can't get any love. You know, he just can't get no, any love. No, because he doesn't put the team on his back. Nope, nope. Three hundred seventy plus yards is just not enough. Not good enough. Garbage yards they call them. Crazy. All right. We're done. We're done. I had way too much time to watch (laughs) games this weekend. (laughs) And I haven't even got started on college yet. Bill. (laughs) Oh, and I could go on and on about college. And by the way, uh, there may be some breaking news on that front. Yeah, I bet. Uh, I just want to know why. Something's got to come out. I'm just... I'm just uh, very happy with what's happening with my alma mater right now. I'll just put it that way. Is that sarcasm? No, I think, he's, he's really huh? I think he's kind of happy. Okay, well, let me know because it's, no, it's not really my alma mater, but I, I, I love OU. Something happened. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. If the Sooners hire Brent Venables as their head coach, the Clemson defensive coordinator, all is well in Sooner once again. It only was a 24-hour little respite there, but we shall see. Okay, that you, does you, it. Uh, you, Mickey, you, by the way, I noticed... You mean Oklahoma? As I'm looking at the transfer portal. Yeah. As I'm looking at the transfer portal, you're losing a lot of players at Missouri today. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully are the ones that they want to lose. That's like me. When, when I was like, I was like, uh, <laughs> I, some of those players for OU that came in the transfer portal. I call it now the transfer portal potty. Um, they were making those uh, some of the bad plays against Oklahoma State the other night. I'm just hoping that Lincoln Riley takes some of those players to USC oh, with them. Man. So a there's break. a side. You probably feel the same way about some of your Missouri players. Some of them need to go in the they transfer portal. So, what what site can I go to to find that transfer portal? There's a there's a, a Twitter account, the uh, transfer portal. Just uh, search transfer portal. You'll see all those. Missouri players in the portal. Spencer Rattler's in there as well today. All right. 
That does it for Mix Shots. So much more to talk about tomorrow on the next edition of Mix Shots at 1.30, whether virtually or in person. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!